Gray Fox. Praise games. Hello and welcome to Grey Fox Plays Games, a video games podcast where a bunch of friends jump on podcasts every fortnight to talk about video games, what they love, what they hate, and that sweet, sweet fandom in between. I am your host, Adam Flint of this here establishment, but it doesn't matter what my name is. I'm going to bring in Alex Hemming, our trophy man. Hello, sir. Hello, hello. I have to say a good boco to you. And a good boco to you in tood, sir. Our next boco, Michael Carden Edwards. A good boco to you. Uh, hello there, gentlemen. A lot of fa- fabulous bocos from the pair of you. Are you well, sir? Are you in good form? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Recovered yeah. from re- recovered from the what was a suspected Rona to be fighting fit again. Ah, it was riddled with vid. You see. Mm. <laughs> well, look, dude. As I said, I I entered Garbage Island and I left Garbage <laughs> Island with plague. So. <laughs> It was yeah, nice to have that. you on Garbage Island, though, and uh, bringing it into my house, John Moles. How are you doing, sir? I realize I've done that one before, you. but I couldn't think of on the spot. I'm not original. That's fine. Don't worry about it, man. I'm good. Hole. Good. Oh, it's all silent in the mole hole, which is good. Right. So <laughs> we, we, I mentioned the boco and a good boco to the good bocos, but you have got us with suspense because we've got Mikey's boco dropping on Friday. And that means you're two weeks away from Moboco. Do you know? Do you know what you're doing yet? You got any ideas? I call it Moco. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, hello. Yes. 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 Moco. <laughs> How do you like it? How do you like it? Moco. Moco. Uh, yeah, I've got a couple of ideas. I've got ideas floating around. I've been a bit of a busy boy with life, um, so the Boco is on the Moco. Should I? Sorry, <laughs> is incoming. Well, wake me up before you go, go, and let's uh, talk about what we've been watching, playing, or reading. If you're cultured like that, I'm going to go straight to because I know he's been playing some damn good hot stuff. Michael Carden Edwards. Hello. What have you been playing, sir? There's only one thing that I've been playing, and it's the Talk only thing me. I'm going to be playing for some time now. I fear Baldur's Gate Three. Right. Talk to me about this because. Now I've it came it all of a sudden like like Gabo just came out of nowhere and everyone's talking about it like it's the new kids on the block. And when I was going, Oh, this new game sounds amazing and Mikey then corrected me in our WhatsApp group and said, Dude, this has been going around for a while, it's been iterated upon and this is just the console version, my friend. Tell me more. So early access for this game was in like twenty twenty, end of twenty twenty. So it's been around for quite some time, as I think we discussed on on a pod on one of the last podcasts we did. Um I have got my grubby little mitts on it. It'd been out for the PC for, I think, a month before it, before it then released on the PlayStation. And um, like for the full game, I should stress. <clears throat> and um, I've talked a lot on this show about Divinity Original Sin 2. Mm-hmm. It's obviously made by the same chap same that, that made that incredible game. And um, the review scores are outstanding it's basically the what it's one of the highest rated <laughs> ps5 games ever so at one point it was the highest rated ps5 game ever it's the highest rated pc game of the last decade i think if i'm correct in saying and they're not wrong let me just be let me up be up front with you i've put not a great deal of time into it because um again life and being a very unwell um but from what i've played so far about 10 15 hours or something like that I'm just itching to play it all day. Uh, my brain just thinks about it constantly, and it's the it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's amazing. It's a complete miracle of a video game. I have so many questions, but the first one is game of the year. Um, right now, for me, yes, um, and I am struggling to find unless Spider Man is as good as the hype is. I'm struggling to see what's going to beat it for me mm. uh, personally. I'm trying to think what else. Talk to me, boys. What else well, came out this year? Legend, Legend of Zelda, Zelda Hogwarts. I I didn't really get on. I enjoy Legend of Zelda, and I've been I've been scathing of my criticism, mainly for the for the clicks, of course. You know, <laughs> uh, and but I've played it on and off, but it hasn't held my attention because a lot of the time I feel like with Zelda, 
it's amazing. It's a complete triumph of video game. Of course it is. It's 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 you know it's 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 Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Damned Kingdom, right? Mm. But there is the element of oh, I've kind of seen this before to a yeah, degree. No, this no. is more of an it's an it's an iterative rather than a than a, than a fresh than a fresh freshy fresh. Yeah, fresh. That's how I thought Whereas, about Ragnarok. This guy is, um, it's just, yeah, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's wonder, it's excitement, the story is amazing, and that's coming from me, yeah, me, um, who, who dislikes story and, and, and storytelling in video games. But the, um, everything about it is phenomenal. Everything about it is phenomenal. I just ask, it's going to be easier if you ask me questions rather than yeah, me yeah, yeah. just blindly. What do, you, uh, what do you wish you know, you know now when you... What what if I was picking it up now, as someone who Which has never played these games before, <laughs> mm-hmm. but loves a good RPG and likes a bit of choice and a bit of bit of dazzling fun, what advice would you give anyone picking up this game right now? Um, the only thing that I would really say is I would go and watch a couple of YouTube videos. Um, there's a couple of ones I think Eurogamer released one, and because there's obviously. We, they're trying to introduce a lot of people to the world of Dungeons and Dragons, like the rule set. Mm. And for people that aren't D and D veterans, there is quite, uh, you know, it can be quite complex. There are in, there are certain rules and things that come into play. Now, I've never played D and D before. I've played um, kind of like, uh, you know, what, what would you call them, like um, CRPGs or whatever they're called. You know, the the the, 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 you know, the story focused, isometric, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Um, I've played a lot of them. But I've never played anything that's like D and D heavy. So, and they don't actually do the game doesn't do a particularly good job of explaining these things to you either at times. So, um, for example, Heming, you'll know about inspiration points, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not I didn't have a Scooby Doo about those, and I was gaining. That's a question of how how do you even get those in Baldur's Gate? Because normally, an inspiration point when you're playing D and D in person is you do something, and the DM, uh, the GM will be like, "I liked that. Here's an inspiration token. You've got inspiration now." Um, all right, I'll give you an example. Yeah. Would you like me to give you an example? I'll give Please. you an example. So I was in the middle of a crypt, um, a very interesting crypt, and there's lots of traps and things around and lots of things going on. And one other bit of advice, play the, play the game slowly. It's not a game to, just to, to launch through. Inspect everything because there's always something everywhere. Right? There's always something interesting to, to, to think about or do. And I came across a book that was uh, chained to a wall, and I tried to open it and it was like, absolutely not mate. Um, this, this, this thing. And it's, I think it was called the book of the gods or something like that. And I was like, well, that sounds like there's probably something good in there. Something, something good, <laughs> something good is happening. And I was like, okay, who is probably going to be best to open this book out of my party member? And I chose a character in the party called shadow heart. Who's a cleric. And cause I thought gods, she's quite religious you know, yeah, it feels like there. this is gonna is gonna be the thing to do. And when opening the book, um, it I get I got a special option. I could use strength to just jam the the thing open. Something else to get it open, or she had a special option to get it open as well. I chose that one where she used her own power to do it, and she because she because she read about this book of the gods, and it was something that as a character she's been interested in, and because she passed the dice roll and the, the thing that was specific to her she did it she got an inspiration point for it um and then i found out that actually there's another guy in the party called gail who is a dude by the way he got an inspiration point as well because he just has like a real interest in the arcane he's a mage blah 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 blah, blah. and seeing something that was so damned incredible inspired him and it's and it's, right. the, and it's the okay all right it, that's kind of how it works if you like yeah, um, yeah. yeah there's I, I've got I've, I've managed to get a couple of other inspiration points and it's like when you get them it's like oh holy 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 moly that was and it's always like thematically perfect I don't know how to better way to describe it it is turn based mm. yeah so we've had Midnight Suns which is turn based mm-hmm. this that is turn based it's turn based coming back boys. Um, never well, left. It, it never left because like, XCOM's always been massive, right? Yeah. The Mario Rabbids games, they kind of brought XCOM into a more uh, cute and friendly uh, exterior. Baldur's Gate is, you know, it's, it's. I mean, my 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 word. 
Um, I, I can't, <laughs> oh, man, I can't you, wait. ask me another question. That's probably the best way. Uh, the, one other thing I would say, just uh, you asked me about things to, you, know, you should probably like, you know, if you're playing it for the first time, don't be, like, try like, if there's something that in your brain makes sense, you can probably do it. Okay? Wow. I love games you can, like that where you can, it gives you, you some probably logic. Do it. You can play around with it. Like if you see a locked door and you're like, Oh, I can't get in it. Yeah, you can. Just think about it. Think about in a real world, how could you possibly get past a locked door? Kick it in. If you want. Key. Um, if you option. make a you key. key. You can, you can, you, you just, there are, there are always options to do anything can you I? damned well desire. I'll give you can one I, more can example. Can I, can I, I put think my I, dick in it? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, you do get to choose your Time genitals in the game. Much like Cyberpunk, you get to choose genitals in the game, which is Fantastic. Like, oh, okay. Cyberpunk, um, yeah, I heard world. about this one. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mentioned this in the um, like okay, little little things, right? So I was going along and I saw a dog uh, by like a, like like an owner who was dead, and I was like went up to the dog and it's like, well, he's not really doing much. He got a bit aggy with me, like, Rrr. and I was like, wait a second, I, I picked up a scroll earlier called Speak with Animals, so I, I I casted it and I can speak to the dog. And now, and I made friends with the dog. And it's just these little things where it's like, oh, that's actually a lot more to it than that meets it's just the bit, eye. It's not just a one-time feature. It's a, like a no. quality of life thing for the game. Yeah. Um, I've got, dope. I picked up a couple of scrolls, which is like talk to the dead. And it's like, okay, so you can kill someone and then have a chat that's with them after you kill them. Can you talk to and dead dogs? Just, if you pass your, your, your animal one and your dead one. I have not tried it. <laughs> I mean, but it's, it's worrying but that my first two questions the... be, can I fuck a door and speak to dead dogs? But, <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing, right? And there, there is like, so there is a, a voice that kind of guides you through the game, right? And it's almost like taking the, the, um, the, the, the role of the GM, right? And mm. where they'll be like, it's like a narrator, if you like. Right. And, um, they'll just describe certain things to you, like, you know, and it's just, it sucks you in, man. It sucks you in. And I've had a, couple of conversations with people who i who also have the game that i'm friends with and they they are they're telling me things they've done and i'm like i don't even know where that was and i'm further than them and i'm like how That's did awesome. you what did you who that. did you what that put it right just as an example i played through the beginning of the game twice because you start off on a mind flayer ship because mm. it starts off with aliens yeah who'd have thought it and um I have now gotten off this ship twice. The first reason, the reason I started it again is because when I created my character, I, I think I said this in the group, I made an elf ranger, which is what I'm usually going for. And Legolas. I accidentally made him, I, I made him Andre the damn giant because when I then got to the first <laughs> yeah. village, he was towering over everyone because he was about nine feet tall. And I was like, well, that looks weird. So I was like, <laughs> better start again. Then I did the first section again. And I, 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 the first time I came off of the ship on my own, the second time I had two damned companions. Nice. It's like every for the, for the game. is different. And it's just like, oh, and huh. little things which I hadn't seen or hadn't looked at or hadn't interacted with and, or I'd chosen a different thing. So don't try and flip thing. It. It's just. Drink it and in. And the, the, the other thing that I'm noticing as well, like, with a lot of these games, and Jackson's told you this, from, and I've played Baldur's Gate 1 and 2, and there's a lot of save scumming, you know what I mean? Where it's like, especially in combat, because you're like, I, I, I've gotten this far, I'm not dying now thanks to a dodgy dice roll, right? Screw that. So you save scum a lot to make sure you get through it. What I have started to do, though, is what I've been doing, when you're outside of, when you're outside of combat, and it's all about just talking to people and stuff, I will use everything to my advantage. So I've got... Um, I, I might break the party away, uh, take my take my sorcerer, sneak him round the back of someone, cast mm. like a charm on them to make them really susceptible to speech and things like that. So they're just like really loosey goosey of the information they want to give, ah. and then go up to, uh, go up to that person with the other character. And when I'm talking to them, I'm getting all the benefits from it. So I'm more Amazing. likely to to they're more likely to help me out. Ah, oh, like that nature. Sneaky, um, sneaky hobbit. Tactics, but, mate. That's I'm going. 
the thing is I'm going along with it. And that's something I would encourage as well. Like if something doesn't go the way you want it to go, just roll with it because there are seemingly a million different choices for absolutely everything. And just because it's not gone the way that you wanted, you might find something else happens. It's not a dope choice later on. Yeah, Yeah. Exactly. Like there was a bit in a goblin camp near the start of the game. And I think I said this to you before where I rescued some spiders from a big, Oh, yes, you dungeon, right? Are you king of the spiders and, now? I know. Uh, yeah, and like they came to help me out later on, and it's like, and I could have approached how to get through this goblin camp in fifty different ways, and uh, my brain hurts with the possibilities of how I could have done it, and what those characters that I have now slaughtered unmercifully may have played in the story, what role they may have played in the story going forward. Now that now they will not. Oh, there's a bit of foam moment now. And yeah, things like that. So I, at the start, it was quite overwhelming thinking like, well, holy shit. And you'd put too much thought into almost everything. Now it's just play it and role play it as the character. Don't video game it. Just be like, right, I am this character. This is how I want to be. And this is what I'm going to do. Because even now in like the main story of the game, I'm making a lot of decisions where it's like, oh fuck there's so many different ways i could approach this and like so many different answers i could give and it's not a case of a typical rpg where you press the answer you read the dialogue and then that answer is grayed out and you can select the other ones no no you don't get to go back and press all the other options as well you're see done all of them it's just no that's the one i've chosen and that's the one i'm that's the path Those i'm going down or qa engineers Ah, <laughs> uh, mate and that's the thing like that's the thing i i am going around doing stuff and because I have a party of four at the moment, uh, I've left one poor bastard at the camp because I don't want to speak to him. Um, <laughs> I, I um, Because I've got a party of four, everything I'm doing, they are reacting to it. And I had done a couple of quite interesting things where I'd gone into another little camp and instead of basically picking a fight with all these dudes. Oh, yeah, I've got to tell you this one. One last story. Right. I, I apologize. Last one, then we move on. Yeah, so um, I was going along in a camp and uh, I found a bunch of goblins, blah, blah, blah. And I had basically sweet-talked them out of it. Like, it's like, dude, I ain't, I ain't causing you a problem. I'm just going through. And I sweet-talked it and they just like, fine, but don't come near us, right? And one of my guys was like, that was really impressive. Like, I really enjoyed the way you did that. And he's like a, he's like a, a rogue, so he loves a bit of deception and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, you're Han and Solo like, the group. Yeah, now he's like, yeah, I like you. You're interesting. And then later on, I, I came across a... A, another bit where these goblins were torturing a dude they'd stuck him on a windmill and the windmill was going round and um i i that I sounds so gobliny <laughs> yeah do you know what I mean? all right and i was like i went up there i failed the check to try and talk them out of it so i was like all right let's have a let's have a barmy i i slaughtered these dudes see you later and the guy was like and he, then he said to me again he's like i really enjoyed the way that you you tried you tried to talk them out of it uh, not bad not bad and you backed it up and he's like and everything is just completely contextual and, he, and then he referenced like three other things I'd done all in the same stretch of dialogue and I was like and all of these things were multiple choice and I was like how the fuck are you coming in and giving me that exact it's a response dis- not just template filling man like yeah. I was just like that is really really clever just to give you a short That's story awesome. on what happened to the guy on the windmill I went around the back I was like well I want to save this guy right because the poor guy is probably going to give me a sweet reward I went to the back and um, and yeah there were two buttons I could have pressed I pressed the wrong button and uh, <laughs> what, instead of stopping the windmill sped I accidentally sped it up yes he flew off the, he flew off the windmill and, and landed in a um, crumpled bone heap and died horribly and I looked it up because I was like was that guy important and I looked up, and that's an entire quest line now that I've amazing. That's great. Like, <laughs> the replayability <laughs> is just that's that's not change. This is yeah. what I said. I think every playthrough must be different. Yeah, yeah. As long as you don't make this exactly the same choices, if there's we, so yeah. many different choices to make, and even if you do, that's still got the aspect of the dice roll. So you could make the same choice, but then you fail or pass depending on if you make the the check or not. Wow. Oh, that sounds amazing. amazing. Right, Mikey. Yeah. Before we move on, how many lasagnas? That like 15, man. Like, wow. My, my, my only thing at the moment is... I or really one Garfield, as we call that. <laughs> I really want to play it with someone else. I really... I feel like... I hear the cool, co-op dope as well. Yeah, I feel like that would be incredibly fun. So I, I really want to get involved and try a playthrough with someone else as the, in the party. But Love it. Maybe, I'll shut up now. Maybe we can do like a Boko where Hemming's like our D&D guy. Oh. <laughs> We could try. We could try. I don't. I think we might go over the thirty odd minutes. Or whatever. this, this sounds like a. This is a. Yeah, I could be a DM. That's a different thing. Yeah, no, fair <laughs> enough. All right, Hemming, where are you mm. playing, sir? 
Um, I've not been having quite as much fun as uh, Mr. Carden Edwards over there. I've been a bit unwell myself. I had a lovely holiday in Spain. I did the opposite. I went to Spain. I got ill and brought it back here. So, uh, yeah. You were, I, you were that monkey in outbreak, weren't you? I was, sadly. I'm the rage-infected monkey. <laughs> um, I came back and I thought, I've got this game that I've had for a while, Jedi Survivor. Came out in April. I heard at the time that it was pretty good. Uh, and as I was playing it, I remember just the odd, the only thing I heard negative about it was occasionally it was crashing for people. That seemed to be a thing that was happening, but don't remember much else other than getting pretty decent scores. It's probably the most disappointing game that I've played oh, this year. Oh, really? And I Did was you like just the first having, one? Yes. I really enjoyed Fallen Order. Yeah. Thought the combat was great. And I will say in this, combat is still great. Good. Problem is, they went too big and they couldn't cope with it um to put into perspective i think in the first game you've got maybe seven or eight planets and each one of them is sort of a self-contained level that you go around you get your shortcuts you do your old dark souls thing this one there's only five planets and three of them are basically just corridors to events so they've got two giant planets to explore and one of them constantly changes depending on what you do you can talk to people and expand your little town in the middle of it and I, d- I just don't think it can cope with it because technically it runs like ass. Really? And I've been I've played Pokemon Scarlet this year, and that, it's like that's basically it, the Spanish announce table of video games. It's <laughs> <laughs> I like it. it. I was constantly having technical hiccups throughout, and I posted on I was doing a little running commentary on on my Twitter where I was just like. Why has this happened now? I got to a cutscene. I just fell through the roof of something. Oh. Um, I, every time I fast traveled, you'd walk into the cockpit of your ship and the yeah. two characters were just oh. there T-posing. And I was like, oh, for fuck. Everything was just jank. Oh, um, man. Combat was still fun. When it was in those moments, it was fine. They but I couldn't um, enjoy the story guns. because it was... They introduced a... Bl- well, they introduced a gun. Right. You get a blaster about three quarters of the way through the game, and it's kind of naff. Wow. So, uh, the main thing for me as well is I couldn't even get into the story properly because of the fact that lip-syncing of all the cutscenes was out. Oh. <laughs> so it was That's just... basic bitch stuff. It was a shame. And, we've we've uh, all tried yeah. to watch a movie where you've downloaded a dodgy copy and the and the lip syncing is not quite there, and it's yeah. like, well, that's annoying. Yeah, I just checked it's out. It's more the forgiving story. if you just can put gets. the screen further away. <laughs> yeah, how's the um, uh, platinum progress? I have now platinumed it. <laughs> it, is now, it is now done. I I you're basically like mastermind, right? <laughs> I started, so I will finish. It's, it's that is literally it. Yes, I yeah. I persevere. I do not have skill. I have perseverance. Do you think, um, <laughs> like Mike has put it in the chat? That damn map, like, is the map usable now? Yes. So that is the major upgrade that I will say from the first game. The map is now perfectly cromulent and very helpful. Nice. Like you you press R three, it fills the full screen. You can move around it. You can see where everything is. You're not just like looking over this guy's shoulder with a hologram. No, they they fixed that. Right. Fuck. How many lasagnas? <laughs> two. Two lasagnas. Two lasagnas. What's named the yeah. dog in Garfield? Otis. Odie. 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 Yeah, go. We call that one yeah. Odie. That's an Odie. <laughs> Sorry for all Odie fans out there. Uh, so that's that was my main one. I have also I don't know if Moles has been playing this as well because he was talking about it. So I may pass over to him. Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. Have you been giving this a go, Moles? A little Moles, bit. tell us about it. Yeah, let's hear a about little bit. Well, well, it's it's oh. I haven't actually played that much, um, but it's basically a reimagining of the Final Fantasy VII kind of collection. What timeline? Of all the games. Um, all of them. All of them. It's <laughs> like you play little bits of all the different games. So you've got oh, the, remake you've got, and original. Kind of like a mishmash. Of, <laughs> I'd say not more really. Yeah, I, from the bits that I've played of it, I think they've avoided the scenes in remake where stuff slightly alters. Like they've not mentioned any of the fates stuff and the ghosts. It's right. more original, but they yeah. they it's kind of like a reimagining of the original like a new right, way of so. playing the original but i i kind of gave up after it the 10th download package i was just oh fuck, like another one 
Yeah, every, well, time you turn every time you turn it on, download. Oh, there's another. There's a small update. You click, you know, log in. Two gigabyte update. What for a mobile game? Oh yeah, that's not. Mm. It's, it's yeah. probably about ten gig by the time you got everything. It's huge. Hell, I don't even have that many pictures of my kids. Well, there we go. <laughs> uh, but just, you know, it's, it's it's quite fun. Um, it's just tapping buttons. It's a mobile game. At the yeah. end of the day. So but you're I, just making choices and ta- and waiting and tapping buttons. And it's cookie it. clicker, right? You tap the buttons, the yeah. numbers go higher. Eventually, you can get higher numbers. The the one thing I do really like about the story. So you you play through in this the story of Seven, uh, Crisis Core, and then there's a new story called the First Soldier, which is, is three new characters. No, no, no. It's three new characters called Glenn, Matt, and Lucia, and it introduces young Sephiroth. Ah, because you know uh, what this story cool. needed, Hemming. You know what this mm. story needed more mm. characters, more characters in a mm-hmm. timeline that's already well established. And messing up yeah. with the canon. That's what this needed. It needed yeah. more of that, right? Yeah. It introduces a whole new continent that never was talked about previously in Final Fantasy VII. Right. Three brand new characters that were never talked about previously in Final Fantasy VII. But they Fantasy were always VII. there in the background. Well, funnily enough, they talk about it. We are P-Zero soldiers, which means that we're expendable. And when we die, it's like we never existed. Did, did you just say a whole new continent? Yeah, basically, yeah. You go to a new continent called Radaran. And, oh, uh, I haven't played any of this. Wow. Uh, okay, sorry. I've got a little further. Um, yeah, you get a continent called Radaran, and they basically say that these three soldiers are expendable, and they were the pre-versions of the first-class soldier Cloud. that Cloud and yeah. Sephiroth and Sack would be, um, and that Radaran ends up, spoiler alert, being completely wiped off the map by Shinra. And that's why it's that's that's never the oh my about. god! Right, quick sidebar because <laughs> then we'll get into the new stuff, right? But I'm just I'm just loaded. Point uh, seven gigabyte update. <laughs> Another one. It's just ridiculous. I've given up on this game. You know what? I like to think that up. there's some evil monetization kind of person over at Square just going. We're actually just mining Bitcoin using your phone. <laughs> that's what we're doing. Oh. I will say as well that thing to get it out of the way. Yes, it is absolutely predatory as balls. Like really? every time you uh, complete a section of the story, it'll go, congratulations, you've unlocked this new item in the shop, but it's only available for 12 hours. If you don't buy it in that time period, it's gone forever. It's, it's a mobile it's uh, game. Uh, Let's just leave gross. it at that. Can I just, yeah. uh, sidebar questions. We had the um, the Apple keynote uh, since we've last been on as well. And yes, I'm a massive Apple fanboy and I'll talk to them. So the hills come home, but you talk to me about Grey Fox plays mobile games another time. But there was one thing that came up in that which was Assassin's Creed and um, was another, Resident Evil Village are going to be native to the new, yeah, and Resident Evil 4 as well, are going to be native to mobile. Who's wanting this? And the who's, development time and resource for this must be, like, ridiculous. Who's going to play, other than Call of Duty, because people play it on Fortnite, but who's going to want to play, like, a AAA awesome game on a mobile screen it's like if you want that experience do remote play like, if you're that much like desperate well, to play it on your phone yeah get it on the big people screen. that don't have consoles man yeah must be there's enough of them yeah i mean but they haven't played to buy the latest iphone right yeah well that's a very, very <laughs> that good is the point. problem very good point <laughs> um just to finish off on on the playing front i'm still in no man's sky like it's got its talons on me i've sunk 35 hours i didn't realize i would do i've been building starfield envy is this what's it, happened? that's what it is it's starfield <laughs> envy but then like i look at the because obviously i have to say though the starfield disclosure has absolutely fell off a bloody knife edge cliff insert name of analogy here like it was literally like every timeline starfield starfield if i see another gif of someone putting a load of potatoes in an airlock i'm gonna scream and i was like i've got such fomo for this and i've just got this lovely loop on on um no man's sky where i'm just going to a planet discovering some stuff build a little base and then i go somewhere else and now like my i basically modeled my guy on darth vader and I have like a Darth Vader-esque ship. So I'm just turning up at places, killing all the, the wildlife, and then moving on to the next one. And there's something quite fun about it. At some point, I'll record a little video of my little base and all the little technology I've built and all the little planets I've discovered. And, and most- You mean wiped out. Join me, and together we'll rule the galaxy as father and son. That's kind of weird. But anyway, it'll be fun. Um, <laughs> one planet at a time, wiping off everything. Yeah, um, and that's what we've really been playing. Although I will say, just on the... 
I suppose it is kind of video game linked front as well. Um, been uh, what I, it's Resident Evil, of course, Resident Evil. Watching Infinite Darkness. I actually watched the TV show. Have you watched that, Moles, at all? No, I don't. I don't do Resident Evil TV shows or films because they're all <laughs> terrible. Yeah, it's it's the same people that done the animated movies and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, shall we talk about uh, the week that was over the last couple uh, last week? Because we have had a number of events that have happened. Uh, we have had the uh, the Nintendo Direct. We have had the PlayStation Showcase. Do we want to do a bit of Nintendo or a bit of Showcasey first, Mikey? Where do you want to go, Nintendo? Or showcase. Um, go down to. Sh- I I didn't watch the showcase, so what, let's do that so I can learn. Okay, let's you let's didn't learn. Miss much? Um, well, <laughs> this is it. I yeah. The showcase. So so um, PlayStation State of Play. Uh, interesting time. Out of nowhere, they announced this one. Um, but there were, I suppose there's kind of three major bullet points. But let's go through the State of Play stuff. So, Final Fantasy Seven. We're talking about Final Fantasy. Let's keep it going. It seems to be that they are absolutely obsessed with making the Final Fantasy VII franchise even bigger with the mobile games, with the DLCs, and they really want to inter-splice this together. And they announced the release date for Rebirth. That's going to be on February uh, 29th, which I believe is, is a leap year next year. It's leap year next year it, as well. It is, yeah. Yeah, February yeah. 29th. On, on, that's... that's insane makes sense um and again i don't know why they're making this a big thing but on two discs uh was another thing as well um but let's talk about some of the facts so we got some more gameplay reveal we got some more story reveal we got also some interesting little tidbits and the uh, game developers have been doing the press runs as well so nakamuri uh no i can't pronounce that correctly i'll say that again <laughs> nakiri hamamuchi the game director has uh given some tidbits so one tidbit he came out and said was about your previous game save so the question was done by The Verge, and the question was, given this is direct continuation of the Final Fantasy VII remake, can players port over their save file and their character builds to continue their journey into Rebirth? And I quote, We announced that when Final Fantasy VII Remake Project will be a trilogy, we wanted each entry to be a standalone in its own right. Because of this, each game's balancing is done independently of player levels and abilities, so will not carry over from one game to the next. However, we have created some special bonus for fans who have played the previous game, allowing them to start with something extra. What does that mean? If you played Final Fantasy Remake, you get Leviathan, if you know that, you know who that guy is. If you played the DLC or have a game save of the DLC, you'll also get Odin as uh, a couple of summons. But that's all you're getting. Thoughts? Perfectly fine. It means I don't have to finish both of them. <laughs> Are we more like the hype? <laughs> it feels like the hype train's getting all of a sudden behind this. Like I'm yeah, feeling, feeling it. I'm fine yeah. with that. I'm absolutely fine. Like you say, the standalone games. Uh, the stories are all kind of mishmashed and reimagined, so it's not a big deal. Like, if you are someone who sunk, like, you know, hundreds of hours into Remake, you might be a bit disappointed, but then you can just sink hundreds more hours into Rebirth. Yeah. I suppose what they'll do is they'll basically level your character so that you would be a person that would have sunk a lot of time in before, maybe? Or, like... (laughs) Just think of it like, you know, they do it with the game like Zelda games. Do it with that. Start yeah. fresh. What's I the big to, deal? I have to Separate say. Separate game. The first, like the last time, I when I played that game, it seemed, I don't know if it's getting better with age or worse than age, but I, I, I felt like, ah, oh, bit of a letdown. But for some reason, I'm getting hyped. <laughs> I don't know why. Heavy, is this a thing? Are you, were you, because you were on the same boat as me, like it was okay and no. I, yeah, I was not. When I when I heard that it wasn't actually a proper remake, the original one, yeah. I was a bit disappointed. And I played through it, and it was. <sighs> I mean, we know how much Mike it, liked it, but it went all yeah, it went all Kingdom Hearts bullshit towards the end of it. So I was a bit like, okay, where's where are we going with this? But the, this recent trailer for Rebirth, so is, good. Yeah, that, that, that got me. It's everything. It's so a Final good. Fantasy remake seven remake should have been. The gold source, you know, we're going yeah. to be going to the gold blue source and playing all those games. Flying blue Flying blue, yeah. Like it looks like there's a lot more variety in this one. Um, it's like a lot more game. Yes, exactly. Yeah, a lot more game. They, they've not taken Ducky the first fruit. five hours and expanded it to forty, fifty plus. They've actually taken a section that because they've said, haven't they? Now that this is going to be from leaving Midgar to. The Forgotten Capital, which is where 
the big spoiler from 1997 happens. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I think whether it's or gonna, not that happens. Well, I mean, like, again, uh, Mister, I can't remember the gentleman's name. Uh, Hammer Gucci. There we go. Um, turned around and said that to your point there that the game starts at leaving Midgar and end to that point, but it's not going to go the way you think. Well, that character hmm. died. And if you tell me that's not how it's going to go, then they're probably going to live, aren't they? It's called rebirth. I mean, they're kind of giving it away in the name of the title of the game. <laughs> might as well call out loud. Asterisk Eris lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's probably the DLC. Um, Eris I, I, I am, I am feeling hyped for it. Just the locations. It is, it's got a nostalgia factor for us, like massively, mm. right? That is a huge factor for us. Because um, I think a lot of people that never played it originally and haven't got that nostalgia really liked Remake. That seems to be the vibe that I get from people. So, yeah, nah, we will have to see I how it goes. It. I'm, I'm interested. Yeah, I think the the content of the trailer is like, yes, this is Final Fantasy VII. Like this is hitting mm. all the major points. It's getting all the major locations. It's like, yep, this is Final Fantasy. You VII know where now. I think I fell off with remake because I'm I'm I think I'm like right near the end. It's just that I just can't be. I can't. I've lost all the fights gone from me in that game. It's because you spend probably about fifteen hours going through sewers and yes. train stations and just constant clips of oh. Uh, Cloud's gonna like push some cement and go under it, and Barrett's gonna say something problematic, and that's about it, right? For a lot of that game, and if they, I think you meant someone mentioned it earlier, if they stop doing this filler mentality and just go for the the story and the environments and the characters that your mind envisioned when you first saw that text on the screen back in 1997, then you're on to a winner. And it may they've be got, they've got going the time out. and yeah, they've got the time span now in terms of what they're going to cover in this game to do that. It looks like Vincent's going to be a big thing in this one. Yeah, well, he was completely optional, wasn't he previously? And you feel yeah, was completely optional he's as like, well, but they're now bringing him in. He's also voiced by the Final Fantasy 16 guy. Is he? Yes, the voice actor yeah. from the guy who who's done a fucking hilarious campaign. You know when um. We should oh, put Ben Starr is amazing. Right. If you're not following on Twitter, yeah, yeah. doing it. We it's should, hilarious. We should probably mention in the news that the the Mario guy is like officially retired now. But he was like jokingly like, said, I suppose just, it was a joke, but like putting on his serious Final Fantasy voice and just going, "It's a me, Mario," and just like proper campaigning to be the next Mario. He is Vincent. So they've gone with the first track really? guy from 16 playing the most first trappy emo y goth girl fantasy guy in Final Fantasy VII Remake Rebirth slash Redundancy. Um, it's just, <laughs> they're basically doing game by internet at this point. Mikey, I, I know you've been silent on this matter. I'd love to hear your thoughts. It, have they lost you forever or could could they bring you back? If, um, like, I, I, I love a big, colourful, fun RPG. Um, I played <clears throat> Remake and I played it up until... You 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 meet um you get to the you do the first bit where you escape from that was it the Mako reactor, yep. um and then you get to the bit you meet um every kid's like <laughs> every every young child male's like dream fucking was it Tifa is it yes it's Tifa yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. they call it Tifa McGee <laughs> yeah exactly right I mean Jesus Christ but I remember saying about uh, in the in the when I talked about this game last time ages ago now that she felt so unbelievably out of place with just she 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 feels like an alien race in this in this game because it's just completely bizarre how she comes across and i i dropped it after about an hour or two after meeting her and going in the town and stuff because i just found myself just doing fetch quests endlessly and it was just like fuck this um if the next game gets rid of the filler and the pad then yeah, man, I'll have a goose. Um, but I'm not interested because I've played a lot of Final Fantasy VII now, the actual original. I've been playing it on the Switch because I bought it a, a while ago. And like, it's fine. You know, I don't have the nostalgia for it as much as you guys do, but it's, you can see it's a perfectly mm. cromulent game. <laughs> um, but it's just like that first bit takes about 20 minutes on the fucking original. And it took me about 15 hours on the fucking remake. And it's mm. just like, Nah, mate. I'm I'm sitting here going. To, they, she's she's World of Warcraft to me. Go and kill five rats. Nah, mate. I'm sorry. You, you're gonna have to do better than that. 
Yeah, that's a side quest. <laughs> I mean, one of the things I'll say about about that, which actually was a, a lovely surprise from remake, was obviously now everyone knows Tiffa. She was the main like female protagonist in the game, and the hot babe, the hot babe, and all that kind of stuff, right? But in remake, they managed to take a side character in Jesse, and I actually felt conflicted. I was like, oh, I actually think her cloud have much better chemistry and she's actually much better written and she's actually got something about her character which is amazing and that was that none of that was in the original and that was kind of cool that was the only sort of thing they done well with the character development there i have one more question shoot is the combat changing or is it just the same as it was in remake because that was shit it looks like it's going to be more like it was in the DLC, which was a lot faster paced and more fluid, which I enjoyed a lot more than the uh, base game. I dropped off. Hopefully, I never played the DLC. Hopefully better. Because I, yes, I thought I the hope. combat in Remake was, was, it was, it was an incredible combination of flashy and boring. And it was just like, and I felt like I had very little control over anything as well, which was just like a very confusing. I remember Final Fantasy XV combat. Oh, like, 15 was dull as dishwater. 15 combat yeah. was so boring. It was just yeah. like, like you get into a fight and everything just happened for you. And it was like, hmm. what am I doing here? What is my role in this combat here? Because I didn't really understand it. And then you get in the car and it takes you forever to get anywhere. And it's like, oh, my God. Hopefully, that it, if it's better than that, then yeah, man, I'll absolutely give it a go. No, the, the more modern, certainly with 16, it's just like, just keep hitting the same button. So action games just keep hitting them. it's like devil may cry just keep hitting the same button i know they're not going like, to do it anytime soon but just go back to turn-based like i just want to i want a turn-based ff again it's not gonna happen that's where octopath traveler and games like that come in there there are those games out there but uh they're not yeah, going to be in the final fantasy series that, anymore. that feels like the the generic brand you know like when you say i want a lightsaber for christmas and your mum comes back with a laser sword and you're like oh <laughs> there is there is a place for it there right because i find dragon quest's turn-based combat to be i love pretty, it pretty uh, it's but it's simple mm. you know what i mean it's incredibly simple i really enjoy it it's why i really like dragon quest 11 um but i feel like there is a version and i've played i played octopath traveler one and i found the combat and that to be really simple like like ball grabbingly simple and it was just like right i feel like i don't know what that means i feel like there is a place <laughs> just grab the balls for something alien just grab the balls just there is there, there is a place for some turn-based combat to be just a little bit more advanced a, li- yeah. a, a little bit more going on you know what i mean and i feel like a new final fantasy like that really went you know what we're not just going to do turn-based combat but it's going to be the best damn turn-based combat you've ever seen flashy as all hell complicated and awesome like there is a space for that because i feel like with um with is it xenoblade xenoblade chronicles yeah Yeah. like they do the real time queuing up stuff that's the most complicated combat system of all time okay and devil may cry and games of that ilk god of war for example like they do that version of the combat really really well uh, Souls games, Monster Hunter, they all have mm. their own version Slice of Slice of the pie. Mm. And Final Fantasy went from being having a real clear identity with its combat to then having like the colour beige as its combat to now tr- trying to be Devil May Cry, right? And you're the only one here that's... like I assume you've platinumed Final Fantasy sixteen, Hemming? Yeah, yes, I have, yes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, uh, like, sorry, there's a bear shit in the woods. <laughs> on, yeah. Yeah. on reflection, how mm. have you found... like how do, When you look back at that game, are you like they should have this combat forever. This is definitive for Final... When I think of Final Fantasy, that's the combat I should have. Or or is it like, well, it's good, but it's quite like Devil May Cry. Yeah, it was that. <laughs> it was good, and it's quite like Devil May Cry. I mean, just out of there, it's still my game of the year at the moment, Final Fantasy sixteen. I loved it. But I, I agree with you. The combat isn't... If they kept it, great. I'm happy with it, because it is good. But it doesn't feel like it's... And this is the whole what is Final Fantasy, but it doesn't feel like Final Fantasy in that way. 
But that's a completely different debate and completely subjective, I imagine. Yeah, true. <laughs> Fair enough. Right. Well, Mikey, you mentioned it earlier about if this game become, uh, yeah, this is probably the last roll of the dice when it comes to the big hitters of game of the year, Spider Man Two. Now, to be honest, I kind of had enough. I was a bit sp- Spider Man out. Like, I know it's coming. I know what I'm going to get. I don't really need more information. But just like a delicious cake that you didn't think you wanted. All of a sudden, mm, gobble, 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 because we got, I think, about four minutes uh, little bits during the, the PlayStation Showcase, and we heard a lot more information about the game itself rather than just some story beats and some bits of the Venom stuff. Um, so this game is going to be twice as big as Spider-Man 1. They are going to be introducing two new boroughs, and that equates to about the same size as what Manhattan was in the first game. We're also going to be able to, and I know we speculated about this loads, it's been confirmed officially, you'll be able to switch between the two characters at any time, a la GTA 5. And also some cool bits, 65 suits will be available between the two characters, which is kind of cool. And the fast loading, seeing that fast traveling action, holy crap. If you've not seen this, I implore you to go look at this. They basically get the map up and they go, right, I'm going to go fast travel over here. And it takes the cursor over there. And just like any game, you need to confirm it. You hold down a button. It gives a little progress bar for a second. You know, you expect that in any sort of game. But as you're doing the progress bar, it then pans down into the city and then the map switches from the city uh, from the map view to just the game view, and your characters just start swinging in. It's instant, pretty much. It's amazing to see. I don't want to hear another person who's clearly got at gunpoint by Sony's go. And now you can see the power of the SSD as it goes from here to there. Ooh wee! I'm not paid to say this. I'll just say it because it's that fast. That's what it's kind of like as they're going through it. But uh, this looks so so good and we got loads more footage uh, has anyone had a chance to see this hemming moles what was your your take on this if you have seen it just more spidey goodness isn't it um i'm getting a bit tired though it does seem to be rammed down our throats right now isn't it spider-man 2 is like anything i see online it's got sony next to it it's got spider-man 2 next to it as well, well it's their it's big like, thing oh, right so i suppose you can kind of is, get that but- and this is ps5 only as well right this one so yeah yeah They've, yeah. they've really got to go gun ho because they are hammering the install base is so slow. It, let's put it this way. You played the first one, played Miles Morales. Do they really need to be ramming it this hard? You've got to buy this next one, Spider-Man. Let's face it. It's already yeah. sold. <laughs> I mean, it it's is true, like when, the market, when it got to keep in, marketers yeah. and uh, advertisers in a job somewhere, right? <laughs> they've still got to pay off that damn font. They use for Spider-Man 3 and they stuck it on the PS3. (laughs) But um, (laughs) I will say, I think they've pulled it off, which was if you played Miles Morales, and this was my, when I first played Miles Morales, I was like, this is so much better. Like they've made Miles Morales such a cool character. They've managed to embody everything that that character represents amazingly well, but they've enhanced the gameplay with the venom punch and the invisibility and all that kind of stuff. So if you're coming back to Peter Parker, how do you make that as compelling to play now that you've got this other kid that's got more abilities and they're doing this with the narrative point of the venom stuff. And he has the, the actual, um, the what's it called? The iron spider, legs as well and apparently that's the narrative point as to why he's got it yes that was available in the previous spider-man game but it was a skin it didn't actually there wasn't actually abilities and stuff like that so i do i hypothesize that they'll introduce gwen stacy and just like how we had a two a 1.5 with mars morales i reckon we'll get a 2.5 with ghost spider or spider gwen I reckon, and they'll make it it's just tee it up for even more goodness. But I mean, this looks great. It's more Spider Man. It's more of the same. You know, what more do you want? They've amped up to eleven. I'll tell you what, Flint. It sounds to me like you are ready for nineteen inches of venom. <laughs> yes. That's what it sounds like to me. The special edition. I mean, but why? This is a thing. This has become a thing. Like over the last, I know it's, not, it's always been a thing in video games, but it seems to be that the nineteen-inch statue <laughs> has become a thing because you can now buy. Hemming, did you know that mm. we were talking about Final Fantasy? Oh, yeah. Do you want 19 inches of Sephiroth? <sighs> that seems a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> that's, that's a bit much. That's yeah. a lot of conditioner. Just, does, does that's it just come sword, yeah. right? No, that's, that's a 36-inch accessory. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, Hemming's alluring to is that the pre-order um, 
deluxe editions are being done and everything else. And the physical deluxe special edition comes with a 19 inch tall statue of Venom, uh, which seems they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing on that advertising because the post on PlayStation's forum was like, order now for 19 inches of Venom. And everyone was like, <laughs> we know what you're up to. We, we see you. Ah, oh, tricksy, tricksy people. Um, but there was also some upside. Spider-Man, great. Yeah, bully for all. Um, I think October 19th. There we go. The advertising works. Um, there was some VR stuff, believe it or not. Uh, Ghostbusters VR coming soon. Is this enough to say yeah. VR too? It's the only VR thing I've ever seen where I've gone, I actually am going to miss this because I'm never going to play it because VR makes me sick. Mm. But it actually looks fun as hell. And it's the first time I've seen a VR game that I've actually been really annoyed that I'm not going to play it. I hope it is good. It looks it. Um, but, you know, it could turn out to actually be dog shit. So we'll see. Mm. Mikey, or you're not. probably the biggest Ghostbusters fan I know. Are you intrigued about doing anything in VR and Ghostbusters? much like Hemming, VR makes me very unwell. So I, I, I am afraid I, I can't ever get involved. Mm, yeah, I think when it becomes a free game on PSN, maybe that's when everyone gives it a go. But yeah, like no disrespect to everyone involved. I'm sure it's a great experience. But Sony, I feel that Sony have done people dirty with this platform right especially capcom which goes into the next piece of news which is capcom also had a bit of a showcase here and yes this is going to be flint's um obligatory jizz over some resident evil stuff and if you want to hear a little bit more then check out our boco but um they announced that the vr version of resident evil 4 uh, remake is going to be coming out this winter and they gave us a little bit more of a tidbit for that um they've invested so much money and development time in the sony vr universe and no one else has you figured when they done it for resident evil 7 <laughs> they'll go you know what never again now they're just like damn you sony you fooled me twice <laughs> it's, it's there as well um, it, it depends it how made us like a fiddle <laughs> exactly no one else is making this i said like at some point they gotta stop just saying uh horizon called it a mountain and some Resident Evil stuff. Like, what else is there to this? For the, again, I repeat this: five hundred pound peripheral. <laughs> no way. I, I know Mole's going to say something. I'll just come in at this point before before Moles comes in. Um, there is one reason why VR for Sony will always be somewhat successful to a degree is because racing nerds, okay? Uh, These do, absolute yeah, maniacs build incredible rigs in their houses to be able to pretend they're racing Ferraris around tracks. And apparently, G- Gran Turismo VR is 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 incredible, absolutely incredible, and that's what VR is probably best for, in my opinion. Yeah, as long as you've got those nerds who love to race, man, you've got you've got a viable product. The movie done really well as well, like like top ten grossing this year because of racing nerds. Like no one else mm. went to see it, but racing nerds. I kind of want to make like a spin off slash spoof with Hemming, right, where it'll be Guitar Hero, where they're, like, trying to find the ultimate Guitar Hero player, and then they just stick him in front with Foo Fighters. But then it's like it turns out playing the fucking controller is nothing like playing the actual guitar, just like playing There's no GT transferable step. skills here at all. <laughs> and just boo, boo. And, and the, the video crowd, ball. they hate you. Yeah. <laughs> there we go guitar hero that's the whole universe it's the game universe we're we're gonna take from there maybe Uh, guitar hero in vr you could you know you know you could be the person up on stage looking out i kind of want to be like imagine it being like you could be axel rose at glastonbury who kind of sounded like herbert from family guy instead of axel rose We could probably do a better show. <laughs> she got smart. Anyway, sorry, I'll uh, stop it. Let's get back to video games. So, Welcome um, to the jungle. Girl, <laughs> 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 November brain. Um, anyway, um, Resident Evil. Oh. Uh, we also had uh, the Separate Ways DLC. We knew it was coming. It was finally coming. It's coming out actually next week, believe it or not. It's a free DLC. You get to play as Ada Wong and what was going on during the events of the game with Luis and it's going to be a bit of fun as well as some free mercenaries dlc is that not paid for later Wong dlc i may have misquoted did you just say it was free (laughs) i'm sure it's a paid for one that's that's probably the paid for one i have no idea what the price is 
internet tell me but uh, there is Dumb. one free dlc coming which is definitely free which is a mercenaries update which includes ada wong and albert wesker and the vr2 version now being very tight-lipped on whether we're getting that and i was under the impression that the separate ways dlc is not paid for but our producer was just checking that just so the lawyers don't come after us um hemming you watched this uh, i think mikey did as well actually this uh, state of play good bad indifferent did it do anything for you? It was fine. It was Spider-Man and then a big Final Fantasy VII and the release date for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. It was it was fine. Mm-hmm. They obviously piggyta- uh, They obviously piggybacked on the fact that Nintendo were go- doing a direct and they were just like, Nintendo have probably put some good stuff out in this one. We'll just go afterwards and, and everyone will just be talking about Final Fantasy VII nice. instead. That's some good vamping. Thank you, Moles. Did, did, it's did, actually priced did, at nine ninety nine. Uh Mikey. Did Nintendo put anything good out in there? In well, the, let's uh, go to our next item. Right, we're at fifty-four, so let's keep it let's keep it a tight ten to fifteen over the Nintendo Direct. So bit of Mario stuff. Should we talk about Sorry, that first? A, a, a bit of Mario stuff. Yeah, Nintendo heard you liked Mario, so they put some Mario on your Mario so you can Mario while you're Mario. It was the most Mario just... ever Mario, wasn't it? Let's face it. Uh, <laughs> they but... they were going nuts. No wonder they had to get, they, they were like, oh, let's get a new bloody voice actor in. Because I always assumed when that, when that dude retired, I was like, he's already recorded all of the lines he'll ever have to record. Woo-hoo! Mario never freaking talks other than going, wahoo, and stuff like that. Like, just reuse it forever. No one's going to fucking notice. But no, they're literally making a thousand games. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, the, the, the reason why they've had to retire him is because he's like, they're just going to work him too hard otherwise. He's basically Rick Jesus. Blair at this point in the corner just going, woo! <laughs> wheeling him out and he's like woo, 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 and goes back again uh, so let's talk about some of that mario goodness i have to say considering that the switch it looks like we're going to have another year of switchness before a switch two. i think that's a good place to start it actually with the uh, the fact that they announced the last set of dlcs for mario kart 8 mm. which is pretty much the biggest indicator that New consoles coming. Mario Kart Nine will be release title for it. Yeah, because they would not stop making carts for that uh, tracks for that game unless they're moving. Also, on to the, the next. biggest challenge in a lifetime. By the way, the Switch has not had its own dedicated Mario Kart. It's not had its no. own dedicated Zelda game. Although I suppose you could technically say that Tears of the Kingdom is its dedicated game, but it's the yeah. sequel to the game that was actually originally made for Nintendo Wii U, um, which is kind of bonkers to think of it, really, isn't it? Um, but it's very much that it seems that 2024 is going to be the victory lap for the Switch. And you know what? Oh, that little guy, well done. Just well done. Because we are getting to a point now where yeah. the it's getting harder for third parties to make versions of games for this. As with, I think you know, some people have seen the Mortal Kombat 1 versions of the Switch, which kind of looks like the stuff of nightmares. But at the same time, go, what do you fucking expect, the little guy? He's trying his best. He's competing with next gen. Anyway. Just give have, me a damn good Pokemon game. Yeah, okay? exactly. One good Pokemon game that runs well. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Not the Spanish <laughs> announced table of games that they've been doing before. Anyway, I've reused that joke. I can't <laughs> use that again. Heming. Keep bring mm. some sanity back to this. What made oh. this so Mariorian fun? Right. So we'll we'll go. I'll just talk about the remakes to start with. So Super Mario RPG that is being remade. They put out a new trailer for it. It looks lovely. I love mm. Super Mario RPG. I'm very happy to see it again. They then announced that the Thousand Year Door, which was I thought it was initially on the Wii, but it was the GameCube game. I just played it on the Wii. The Paper Mario thing, right? Backward compatibility. Yeah, Paper Mario, the Thousand Year Door, which is a. Uh, he is a paper cutout, and it's all set out on like a stage. It's really cool the way it's set up. Um, Mario versus Donkey Kong was remade. Is this basically Bizarre the Kong choice. versus Godzilla of video games? N- not it, not even close. It's a weird game that was on the DS where Mario had little robot versions of Mario that would march across the screen and do some puzzle solving to beat Donkey Kong and move on to the next level. It's the weirdest thing that I I didn't ever expect them to bring that back and remake it, but they hoping for a proper like you know takedown bloodbath. No, sadly (sighs) not. Um, Luigi's Mansion Two is getting a remaster as well, which is very nice. That was only on the 3DS back in the day, so a lot of DS and 3DS remasters in the last couple of years. 
Uh, I mentioned it in the chat at the time, but if they do Hotel Dusk, I would flip my leg. Almost like they're focused on new IP for a different console, and this is just to kind of keep the thing ticking over for a year. Yeah, almost. But they did announce the the new, well, not announced, but showed a bit more about Princess Peach Showtime, which is just (laughs) Princess Peach dressing up. And there's one where she's patisserie peach, and her magic skill is piping icing onto cakes. I have no idea what this game is. It looks absolutely nuts. Um, Uh, I mean, better than the original title, Green Pie Peach. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good job they stopped that one. Producer Moses has killed it. They bounced that one around the room a few times before somebody flagged that it was not probably a good idea. <laughs> She's lactose intolerant, so it would never work. Um, <laughs> but, pause recording. Yeah, so another remake that they announced, that a remaster, or I think is more a uh, better way of putting it, the Tomb Raider original trilogy. To go from Cream Pie Peach, the Tomb oh. Raider original trilogy remake. I, I don't know, mate. I just don't know what you led know, me down that path. I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, I, <laughs> so two things on this. Because uh, I remember when the announced tra- uh, trailer came out a couple of days ago, and obviously they tied it in with Nintendo, but this isn't just Nintendo. It's going to be available cross-gen. Um, two things to bear in mind. One is that they've tried to, similar to Crash Bandicoot, have one character model that takes you through all three games. Secondly, they better goddamn use the original voice actress. They better pay her what she's worth as well. Um, but uh, one thing that looked kind of dope, and I really hope this is actually a feature, where you can switch between the original and this lovely, slightly tidied up remaster. It seemed to show interchanging between the two of them, a la Halo Master Chief Collection. I hope that is actually a feature. I hope so too, and I hope that it's not still tank controls because those have not aged well at all. That was my comment that I think I said to you on the chat. I was like, Tomb Raider is great. Was have great. Played, have you, have you <laughs> yeah. played Tomb Raider 1 or 2 or whatever recently? Because, oh my Jesus fucking Christ. Ah, take two steps left. Run forward. That's what, like, it's just unbelievably poor to control. Side step left. My God. Step forward. Turn around. Crouch. Rotate. And that's how you're supposed to open a fucking door. <laughs> yeah. It's just lots of pivoting, right? Lots of, lots so much pivoting. <laughs> Uh, so mike i think that there was one big announcement i say it's a big announcement for me it was a big announcement i think you really enjoyed it too trombone champ oh, is man, coming it's... to the nintendo switch oh that, that the highlight man the highlight of the whole thing was <laughs> trombone champ i cannot wait to give that game a go because that is just hilarity on is a, in a box guitar hero with a trombone yes are you like blowing to a microphone or something no, no, it's it's like Guitar Hero. You're just sort of pressing X whilst moving up and down the screen to make sure you hit the notes. But it doesn't matter if you hit the notes right, hit the notes right, because it's all a bit off key anyway, and that's part of its wonderful charm. Oh, that's nice. Have you ever played it? No, I've just watched a few videos of it, and I think it's hilarious. And it's if it's on the PS5, thing. I am platinuming that immediately. Incredible! It's so funny. Okay, I've just watched it's the video. So funny. You sold. Un- unbelievable how they made these games, mate. Incredible. Yeah. Right. Well, anything else from Nintendo? I did watch it heavily. I think you already really know what you did. I did. <laughs> oh, you did as well. Anything else? Yeah, yeah. I think those were the, the key those points the that we've covered over. You mentioned, you mentioned uh, Paper Mario. Yeah, yes. Paper Mario. It, yeah. They didn't talk about Golden Sun, which well, that, is that was, what, that's what I wanted to talk about. Golden where's Brown. My, where's my, where, where, right, there's two things, right? Where the, where the fuck is my Golden Sun? You 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 announced this in February, yeah? Fucking, fe- I've waited ages for the Golden. Give me Golden Sun, <laughs> and um, and <laughs> also, where Batista. the hell, where in the hecking hell is Banjo Tooie? Because I heard that was going to be a thing at some point, and I have never completed that game, and I would like the opportunity to do so, please. So get on with it, Nintendo. Oh, there was one more thing that I've just thought of as I look back over my notes. Uh, F-Zero's back, baby, and in POG form. Um, <laughs> oh, no, sorry, in Battle Royale form, which is was slightly Was this their, their Wipeout competitor? Well, it, was, it preceded Wipeout by several years. This was yeah. on the old Super Nintendo, oh, the original they, F-Zero. And they spell and, and pronounce their names completely differently. Yeah, <laughs> and they've they've made a version of the original SNES game 
but a 99-player battle royale. So similar to before, they've done Tetris 99 and Mario 99. This is F-099. It's free for anybody who's got the uh, online subscription to give a try to. Hey. I might give it a look. Uh, I will just say the F-Zero soundtrack still absolutely it's slaps. It's banging. amazing. Ah, give us a little nudge. New yeah. City is my favorite course on Mario Kart purely because of the soundtrack. I absolutely love it. So good. I still, I feel um, still the, sorry for the team trying to make Mario Kart 9 because they must be sitting there every day. And it's like going out with someone who went out of Leonardo DiCaprio. It's like, what's the point? <laughs> what's, what's the point give up the uh the one thing that i want to do uh over the next course of the next couple of weeks is uh, i'm going to play uh link's awakening um on on the the original i have the remake as well but that again mm. that made me feel quite ill as well because of the way that game looks wonderful oh, moves like shit at times i felt nauseous playing it it was weird um but i'm going to play the original because like, I've listened to your Boko Hemming and it and it inspired me. I listened to your Boko as well, Flint, and it terrified me. So uh, <laughs> very contrasting. Opinion, well, mine was uh, linked to the past, not links. Was it linked to the past, not links link awakening? To the past, okay, so which is on that Switch one, as well. That is it. It is. It's in the uh, Super Nintendo collection of and games the one, on the one emulator. The rain of the star, isn't it? Yeah, and you go, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, that one, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Yes, I, I'm going to play that. Please do. I'd love, love to hear what you think. Love it. Well, let's let's bring this one to a close. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. If you've liked it, then click on that follow button. Here's some data for you. Around 13% of our listeners subscribe to this podcast. If you just give us that one more percentage, Halling, Hemming will do a little dance for you. Mikey will record some Boko for you. And Molsey will record an album of songs we're replacing keywords with the name moles. <laughs> anyway, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. As mentioned, we dropped a Boco last week. We'll be dropping a Boco next week and the week after that as well. So make sure you are clicking on that follow or subscribe button so you keep getting good content from us. Uh, I want to thank the man in the chair, producer Jonathan Moles. Best thank you very business. much. Cheers. And a man who has a billion platinums, but he still wants more, like an addict looking for his next fix. Where are you going to go next? You, you got any more of that? You got any more of that platinum on you? It's maybe, maybe, maybe going back to play Ape Escape again. You never know, man. <laughs> need, need, need number 705. <laughs> get those cookies. Get those cookies. And uh, the soul's man, Mr. Michael Carden Edwards. Uh, thank you, sir. Thank you. Have a good day. Good day.